Welcome to Incarcerate Radio, a production of Incarcerate PA, being broadcast live from the studio at 88.1 WPEP, your West Philly community radio station. In the last three decades, the prison population in Pennsylvania has risen by 600% while violent crime has stayed put or gone down. Politicians, prosecutors, and police have targeted low-income communities of color, stopping, harassing, and arresting our neighbors, and leaving whole generations with criminal records. Enough is enough. Decarcerate PA is a coalition of individuals and organizations working to put an end to the damaging system we call mass incarceration, and our three-point platform outlines how we aim to get there. First, we say, no new prison. That means canceling the $450 million construction of Greaterford and passing a moratorium against future prison projects. New prisons waste our resources and help cause the future they claim to prepare for. The 19 new prisons built in the last 33 years haven't made us safer, they've just allowed us to continue in the wrong direction. Second, we call for decarceration itself. That means reversing the policies of mass incarceration and reducing the prison population. We can't stop building prisons and keep the failed laws and policies that filled them to begin with. Mandatory minimums must go. Everyone should be eligible for parole. People with substance abuse problems should get treatment, not jail time. Mass incarceration is a product of bad laws, and we need to change them. Finally, we understand that the real problems in our communities can't be ignored. That's why the third point of our platform calls for community reinvestment. We want the money being wasted on prisons to be reinvested in schools, healthcare, social services, job training classes, and addiction treatment programs. These are the things that actually make our community safer, and it's time we made them our priority. Our platform is a plan. But our strength is in the thousands of people all across the state and country who are standing up against a broken, oppressive system. Join us every Saturday from noon to one to hear how they're working to create a world without prisons. Hello, good morning. Um, You're listening to WPEB 88.1 FM, and this is the Carceray PA Radio. And today um, we have a we have a, a guest here. We're gonna be talking a little bit about the case of Dallas Six, and we have some folks here in the studio. We have Ashley, Dave, uh, myself, Anna, and we have Derek Stanley, who's gonna be talking with us today. Um, hi guys, how are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, how are you? How you doing? Splendid. So uh, Derek Stanley is a member of the Dallas Six. Uh, they're a group of guys who uh, were held at SCI Dallas uh, in solitary and protested their conditions and then were charged uh, with a number of criminal charges, including uh, inciting a riot. And so he's going to tell us a bit about um, the background that led to that protest, and then about the, the incident itself, and then about the, the criminal trial that um, came about as a part of that or as a result of that. Um, so. Derek, uh, you can can you tell us a bit about yourself and then uh, also about the conditions that you were held in in SCI Dallas? I was uh, was locked up uh, at this particular time, April 29, 2010, of SCI Dallas. And during the time of being incarcerated, I was in solitary confinement for a little misconduct. And as when I was in solitary confinement, the things I seen and 
showed me a whole different aspect of life. I heard about the county, that Luzerne County was the second corrupt county in the nation. I heard about the, the children's scandal, how they was knocking off a lot of judges and stuff like that. But I actually actually feel this corruption, this tyrancy, by being in a hole when they were defecating people's foods, pissing in people's foods, reading people's mail on the other people. These are people you entrust your life into their hands. You need these people. They're the guards. But there's two sides to the guards. Like, you know, out in population, they'll, they'll appear to be all right with you, you know, to do their job, to try to do their job. But when you're in a hole, a whole different side of them, you know, come out. And that's the side of the people, I believe, the tyrant side. That I used to mix up at one time when I understand the difference between tyrancy. I didn't know what tyrancy was, so when I seen that side of authority, it made me hate all of them, along with, you know, just people in general. Then I learned that it's two different sides. And now I understand that. I became a strict opponent to tyrancy. Like, you know, we, you know people that have authority, they had the discretion to do right and wrong for every moment that they, they working and utilizing that authority. But a lot of people abuse that in the wrong ways, you know what I mean? And they get away with it because they've been doing it for so long. And that's where, you know, the problems stem from. You know, the fact that we was in a hole and the way they treat people, the mistreatment, the inhumane way that they treat people, defecating in their food, pissing in their food, because they don't like something that a person say. You know, when in all reality, if they don't like something that a person say or do, they give them a misconduct and let the hearing examiner take care of it. And it ain't like that. You either do what I say, forget, you know, the misconduct, you either do what I say, you handle the consequences, which is physically. You know, and that's where everything stems from, which stems from, you know, I was saying how out there, the authority figures, how some people, you know, abuse their authority figure, whether it's your mom, your dad, anybody that have some type of authority over a person, they may use it the wrong way, whereas the person resent them and start hating them, but anyway, they had caused a dude to commit suicide, kill yourself, the dude was mentally ill. When you're in that oppressive environment, which is a solitary confinement, it's like an oppressive environment, they make it an impressive environment, you know, different guards. They want to come in there, agitate you, irritate you, and they make it oppressive. It may not be to you personally, but if you're in this environment, it affects you personally and your psyche. And, you know, my whole thing is affect my psyche. Yeah, well, what you're doing in the first place, that's what a lot of people say. Well, no matter how good you try to be, sometimes you get caught up in situations in the hole because I was a strict opponent to a time. So you might just be walking past a guard, just see the way you walk. Or the, the way you dress, you know what I mean? Because I was like militant, because I was a military captain. Like, so they think I'm an FOI or something like that. But I'm not. But they, they come at different people depending on, they discriminate against different people, whether it's their color or the way they conduct themselves, you know, stuff like that, you know. So that's basically what it stemmed to. Then it's, this this whole situation stemmed from all that, you know, the, the mistreatment, you know, of the people inside the hole. You know, my, my argument was, they was like, just mind your business. You ain't got nothing to do. It's you great, get out, blah, blah. I know that. But still, what you're doing is wrong. You burned the man for his trade for two weeks straight. You know, the other dude, you just defecated his food. I, I seen the defecation. What you doing? Oh, nah, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Mind your business. You know, he wouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Then you say something to the superior. He's not going to go against him. They burned him for a try. Feed the man. Give him a try. It's been two, three weeks now. Oh, nah. We don't have to, no, he didn't burn him. I talked to the officer. I'm telling you the man to eat. Everybody being witness on the range, different guards telling you they didn't eat on different shifts. We don't care about that. Put grievances in, then they retaliate against the grievances. The grievances never even go in, stuff like that. So you know how to go once you try to go against the, the, the wrong part of the system. You know they're going to be um, tolerate.
regardless, so you know. You you mentioned like a lot of things that like I think um, some people like might not know exactly like what what different terms you're using. So you said like they burn they burn people like the trays. Like what do you mean by that? I mean these we lock down twenty four seven. We depend on them to feed us, to give us our meal, to shower us, to take us to the yard. If you a guard and I offend you, just by saying something. Well, answer me, yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. Why? Why should I say yes, sir? No, I'm cool. You answer it the way you want to answer. No, such and such and such and such. But if you don't talk, you know, like they robot or you don't respond the way they want you to respond. Then what they do is they make they take it personal and they 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 utilize their thought in the wrong way. Like now, feed you. I'm standing at the door with the light on. Oh, they just keep going past. Hold up, I was just standing at the door. Nah, nah, you don't remember what you said the other day, or you don't remember what you did. I had you say yes. What? Are you serious? Give me my try. What? And they just keep going. So then they try to get you to react, kick on the door, do something like that. So then they could come in there and beat you down. But, and a lot of people fall for that, but I was just a little more mature. But it stems from stuff like that. So when they say burn for the trees, they mean they mean just neglect you the opportunity to, to feed you. I mean, and to eat, basically. And then also you talked a little bit about um, grievances. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what a grievance is? Yeah, grievances. If if you feel as though you was treated, mis- you was mistreated. Something was done out of policy. Something was done wrong to you. You got the opportunity and the right to grieve the matter and give it to the officials. Now, when you grieve the matter, a lot of times the guards you got to they got to go through the guards, the same guards that they burn you. You treat. Oh, here, put this grievance in. Oh yeah, sure, no problem. Take the grievance and read it. Oh, yeah, you put the grievance in a bill against me. Okay, we'll take care of it. You know that grievance ain't going in. Rip it up in your face, baby. And we're going to burn you for putting the grievance in. And we gonna um, you ain't going to y'all. And you ain't going to shower. We got you. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Then they write you up again. You know what I mean? Just for a lot. Well, he blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? So they they fabricate another misconduct. They just setting you up. Never going to get out. So that's why a lot of people don't don't talk. Even like the streets the same way. You know, you do something or you witness something. Try to tell the what? You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? So it's so like, so like it's a hard situation. Because especially with grievances, they never go in. They never get through unless you fire, put it in on another ship. You got to outthink them. And a lot of people don't. They just get frustrated. Then they respond the wrong way. And then, you know. But it's also it's also pretty much the only recourse you guys have, right? The only. Like, and because. So it's like, it's yeah. like if you don't get that grievance in, there's no paper trail that anything happened to you. Um, you know, like the COs can... CEOs can pretty much do what I think they did to you guys, basically say, you know, like, 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 no, that's ridiculous. Like, we saw it, and, you know, maybe you want to talk about, too, how those grievances get um, addressed inside, because that's, that's a whole nother joke. That's a good point, because it's, it's no different in there than it is out here. A cop pulled me over one day. Mm-hmm. Let me see, Elijah, what did I do? What's the just, is it, what? What did you do for you to question authority, period, mm-hmm. will bring and put black dog cloud over you? What do you mean? You don't question me. Give me a license. Get out the car. Grab me by my Slam me on the car. Did this, did that. Because all I did was question him. Why? What do you mm-hmm. need my license for? What did I do wrong? You don't question me. You know me, blah, blah. If I stay, I stay true, I'll kick your face in, like put a gun in my head. The same thing when you question authority, even when they, especially when they wrong. Mm-hmm. They feel as though you don't have the audacity to it. They even question us like that. But we do. We human like you human. We got a right to question you. What's the problem? What did I do? Now, back to the grievance situation. When you file a grievance, a lot of times they don't go in. They don't, you know, like a, 
I filed a grievance against her. And you were her. What? Do I seriously think you're going to really do something? You know, if she do something wrong, are you going to really check her? Well, you know, okay, both of y'all, let's settle this matter. Blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. Nah, she didn't do nothing wrong. I talked to her. Everything's cool. She said blah, blah, blah. Of course, you're going to defend her. And that's what they do. You know, in a lot of grievances, they don't even come talk to you. Yeah. Bring us together, try to mediate the problem. You know what I mean? Check her and me. You know what I mean? Or just give me the opportunity. Try to, you know, they don't do nothing. They just find a grievance. Well, I talked to such and such, blah, blah, blah. She said, what? The grievance, they re reject the grievance. So then you go over their head. They do the same thing, reject it. Go to Harrisburg. Well, a lot of times your mail don't get to you. Like, you know, you're supposed to get it. The grievance ain't got to be 15 days. The time you get the grievance back, it'll be like 18th day. Backdated. So they got their little tricks, they, they masters at that stuff when it comes to that paperwork. Even when the grievance goes in and there's a hearing or something, it's all people from... Right. It's, it's all like prison officials who hear it. And you they don't discourage even get a, you and destroy your psyche. Why would you put this grievance in? Blah, blah, blah. We talk, they, they, they all sticking together in complicit and collusive agreement. Mm -hmm. So you had no opportunity, no chance. And that's frustrating because you put this paperwork in and it don't have the time, it don't go in. What do go when they don't do nothing, you know, so it's like it's like it disturbs you. And like another yeah. another thing I was trying to like throw in is that um you know, in order in order to be able to like file a civil suit against like prison officials, you have to have like completed the grievance process. Right. And because they know it's it's impossible a lot of times. Yeah, it's they make yeah. it hard. Yeah, they do, they do. And so you you've talked a little bit about um about the conditions in solitary, about, you know, how difficult it is to like you know, grieve if you want to, and then also, um, you know, about being held 24-7 inside a cell, and um, about, you know, guards doing things with your food. I um, also heard that at SCI Dallas, people were being held in torture chairs. Oh, yeah. That's another incident that led up to it. A torture chair is a chair that when you be strapped down, like you, like, you like, you know, strap, your arms be strapped. It's It's like a, if you look back in the slavery days, they, they strap them down, shackle you, hands, legs with a belt around you, where you can't move, and they strap you in the chair. Now they're supposed to, every four hours, they're supposed to take the straps and stuff off for the circulation. But a lot of guards be tiring, so when they put you in the chair, they put the stuff on so tight, they know it's stopping your ventilation. And then not only that, they leave you there. Where your arms be just so swollen, like you know, purple, like it's they had to amputate it sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So, you'd be so messed up, like in the chair, they don't come back every four hours to to make sure you, you know, you move and circulate. They don't do nothing that they leave right in the chair, you piss the shit on yourself, excuse my language, defecate on yourself, stuff like that, and leave you there, you know what I mean? Naked as in front of everybody when they're supposed to cover you up with gowns, stuff like that. So, they do this stuff to the him, what, what, the, um. Yeah, to, to dehumanize you. To dehumanize you or whatever, like, on purpose. They whole thing is to destroy your psyche. Make you into a robot. Don't question us. You just do this, you do that. My thing was, I, I had no problem with them. They were like, well, you mind your business. You cool. Why you always... Them things affect me. You burning this dude. I couldn't stand one day, even though no day should be allowed. Two days, three days. You burn the dude for three, four days, five days. What? Because... He's not talking or he's accepting no your um accepting y'all the way you want him to, you know what I mean? What? Because he don't you know what I mean, back up against the door or something like that. Just something little, you know what I mean? Like 
Come on, you looking at the man, his hands in the air. You still not feeding the man? Blah, blah, well, you know, this and that. They made this back up. Go to the wall, turn your back against the wall, we're going to put this tray right here. So you, you you trust him. Okay, so you go to the back of the cell, turn your back against the wall, they take your tray and throw it in there on the floor. Come on, man. So, so of course he can't trust you now. So when you tell him come, next time you come to the cell, go to the back of the cell, turn it back against the wall, we don't trust. He's not going to do that. You did it to him two times in a row. Go to the cell, turn your back against the wall, then you throw it straight on the floor. What are you going to do? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you like, you playing games. These are the people you trust. And the more they keep doing this stuff to you, it makes you not want to trust them more. You know, I don't want to know. So what you supposed to do? I'd rather, I, in my sister, in the situation I was in, I'd rather starve than sit there and eat food with defecation and stuff in there. So that's why I'm so sunny now. I used to be real big. I just was going fast for like 30 days, such and such, or I'd pick my meals. Maybe an apple on a tray of clothes, melt on a different shift than I eat. But I don't eat much because I had to pick my meals like stuff that they can't you know, do nothing to. Like, I might be sealed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I live like that. You know, I wait for another shift. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So in terms of uh, you guys' case, um, how, how did that go down? How did that start? I mean, I, you, you mentioned the restraint chair, but how, how was that relevant to you well, guys' case? And All and them things accumulated to make it an oppressive um, environment when they, they was... Treat, mistreating the inmates, you know, I mean, well, another particular inmate that they caused him to commit suicide, a, a, a Caucasian brother. And even though he was mentally ill, they didn't give him proper psychological treatment. Psychologists are supposed to come down there every day, check him on at least once a week. They didn't come down there, period. They would just put reports in. So we would explain, you know, he's mentally ill. He's eating a defecation, doing this, doing that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, his family been fighting, you know, but, but a lot of times they don't handle mentally ill people like they're supposed to. It used to be like rehabilitation and punishment. Mm-hmm. Now the rehabilitation is out the picture on the scale. It's just punishment. All they want to do is punish you. They don't care if you're mentally ill. They don't care if you're going through something. You know what I mean? They just want to punish you. They don't understand that if a person acts a certain way, maybe something wrong with this person. Maybe something happened to this person. They don't care about none of that. They hold things, you're going to act like this or you're going to do like this. I mean, a certain way they want you to react. And you know... If you don't, it's going to be consequences. But the thing is, just like, they, they guards, they got psychological issues as well when they come to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being drunk and nothing they doing. So when they come to work and they don't act right, it causes other people not to react right. You know, when they come by, you know what I mean, or they treat you a certain way, they, you know, it, so my, my, my thing is, it's due process. And, that's, and my grievances would be like, I'm not asking you to believe whether, they you know, they ate or not. I'm asking you to come investigate on the matter. So when the supervisor do come, they're not going against the guard or the no. They don't even care. They just like, we're not going against them. You're not getting no trade regardless. So what good are you being a supervisor? If I'm coming to you to let you know the man didn't eat, I'm not telling you to go against him. Just feed the man. Nah. He said he ate. So you see what I'm saying, my point? We're not going against him. He's not going to eat, period. So, okay. So then you put a grievance in, but all that don't mean nothing, you know. So can can you tell us some um, about uh, what led to the criminal charges that were brought against uh, against you guys and, like, about yeah, what well, happened what, in April? What, what, what led to what, like I said, all the things that are in, a, in, a, in an environment that made it oppressive for me personally, dude promoting dude to commit, pushing him, co-hosting him to, to commit suicide. They was agitating him, irritating him every day, burning for food, and to dude killed himself. Kill yourself. Kill telling him to kill himself. That, having the other boy in the chair for, like, 30 hours straight, Shitting on those little piss. 
He's screaming, help me, help me, nobody. And in them situations, nobody care. Putting in grievances over and over and over and over. They disappearing, not doing nothing. This is the only recourse that I have, the grievance, you know, to, to try to remediate the situation. When that didn't work and the climate came so oppressive, all these things you see around you, defecating people trade, doing this for me, not minding my business, reading my mail to other people, on the intercom, giving my address out so people could write my mom, stuff like that. Not only to me, but other people around me. I was by myself. It's no particular group. But because I was in that environment, it oppressed me like it oppressed you. Just like if it's hot in here, you're going to feel the heat. We're going to all feel it. So it's no, like we was all a group and this happened. I'm in an individual cell. By myself, an individual cell. Where only I'm in there. A single cell. Locked down like the size of a bathroom. A hundred cells on the tear. Just figure speech. Now, it's no way you could ride. But the riots, you got to be out moving around showing riders' behavior. What a mob, you know, destroying state property like Camp Hill riot. That's a riot. Raping guards, beating guards down, burning stuff, calling them racist crackers, this and that. That's a riot. You got riders' behavior, you know, such and such and such. They saying that because we caused a disturbance by covering up our doors, that's not the case. I, I mean, people just cover their doors individually. I covered my door. I mean, I had the other dudes cover their door because they were like, we tired of this. You still burning people. We tired of this. We tired. What are we supposed to do? Get somebody from the public defender's office or from the media so we can voice what you're doing is wrong. They think was like, what? We ain't going to let nobody in here. This, we run this. Nobody's coming in. We'll kill you, dog. And there's nothing you're going to do. And we're going to come in there and stomp your face in the ground. You know what I mean? If you don't move this curtain. I think was, look. You don't. You already killed us by the way you're treating us. You're already destroying us. Look, and that's why I decided to put the curtain up along with the other dudes. It was no, we all did it together. We did it individually when we started seeing how nobody wanted to handle the situation. Now, the part is, on these particular tapes that we have that they don't want us to see, They, all you got to see is one part of this tape. We want to see somebody by somebody from the public fitness office, somebody from the media. That right there kills the ride. Because we showing that we tried to take, you know, we, since grievances didn't do nothing, we want to see somebody from the outside to come in and show them what you're doing and tell them what you're doing. That right there show it wasn't a riot. A riot, you don't care. You're not trying to, they, even in a riot, they read your riot act. If, if you don't disperse, blah, 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 we're going to use such and such and such and such. They never did that. They never read no act like, oh, y'all, y'all doing a riot if you read... And even by the constitutional law, you're supposed to do that before any... So it couldn't have been a riot. And yeah, I guess just to put this in context for people who are listening, these guys are all locked down in your cells, right? And, it, and Nobody's... Everybody's right. run to a cell. There's, there's, there's no way to disperse, even if no there was way. an order. And, and like, it's kind of like one of the most... One of the only ways people have to show they can resist is to cover your cell door, basically. Well, or do something that's harmful to yourself. Right, lives, right, right. So when you we covered when I covered my door, particularly to see somebody from the high up, a deputy, somebody, 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 somebody come in here and help us get this straight. It says somebody down there, a psychiatrist. Hold up, I told you about this. We talk every week. You told me I can't. What I'm gonna do? I can't go against my hands are tied. You know I can't go against a deputy. You know, like, well, what, 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 are, what are you telling me to talk to me for? You know they burning for such a drip. Look, what do you want me to do? 
In other words, he's telling you, I can't do nothing. This is the deputy. What I'm going to do? Go against such and such and such. You know they all working. What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. And he's right. There's nothing he, I mean, like, well, we expect you to know, do something. Go get the man some food. Well, I can't. I can't go against the guards. They security. They run us. You know they run us. So. So so after um you and uh other guys covered your cell doors, what did the guards do like in response to that? Well, this is exactly what they did. What they said we did. They said that in order to ride, you got to put, like he said, assemble together. Like we assemble together right now. Physically, we assemble together. We could do stuff together if we if we choose to each one of us. But. They went and assembled into riot gear. They went and assembled together. They the perfect word. Assembled. Without that word, you can't have a riot. If there's no assemblage. They went and assembled into riot gear, came into my cell individually, and beat me down, stabbed me in the head with handcuffs, kicked my face in the ground, tased me in the nuts over and over. Stop resistance. I'm not resisting. I'm on the ground. You told me to lay on the ground with my back. I'm, I'm, and no way on that camera do show me resisting. All you hear is they say it's resistance, but there's no resistance. And that's what I plan on using that trial. But the thing is, though, they assembled together and came in there. They caused the disturbance. It was no disturbance. We just a peaceful protest. I just covered my door. But they the ones that did that and came in there and assaulted us and they covered us all. Then they charged us with riot. When no reality, they the ones that charged with riot because they assembled together, you know, to, do, to, to come in there and assault us. You know what I mean? Or assault me personally, you know, stab me in the face with handcuffs. You know, with the handcuffs holding them tight, stab me in the head with them, tasing me, beat me, start kicking my face in the ground, stomp in the ground, stop resisting. I'm not resisting. That's all I'm saying on tape. You know I'm not resisting. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's basically, you know, what, what, what you're saying. That's how it all stems. After we, after this particular situation, it usually let everybody don't, don't say nothing when you beat them down. My thing was, I was so hurt. Like, little guy, how you let this happen? I'm going to kill one of these guards. I'm going to learn this law work and I'm going to file a legal suit because the lawyer sold me out in this case. Here, take a guilty plea. Why? It wasn't a riot. I didn't do nothing. They the ones that's wrong. Two lawyers so I started studying law and I started learning stuff myself. And I still ain't no lawyer, but that's what, you know, started helping me, you know, being pro se. So. So before we get into the the criminal stuff, the criminal trial, I don't know if we if we had a song that we wanted to play today. Yep. And then we'll come back and talk about the criminal charges and, and how that case is going.
Welcome back. You're listening WPEB 88.1 FM and you're listening to Carcerate PA Radio. And we're talking about the case Dallas 6. Um, we're here with uh, Derek and um, we're just going to keep talking around the case. So, uh, Derek, I wanted to ask you a bit about uh, the Human, Ra- Human Rights Coalition, um, HRC, and how they got involved with the case and uh, with you guys. Well, speaking of myself particularly, when I was in, in, in um, solitary confinement in, at SCI Dallas, I used to just listen. And, you know, when you, when you listen in situations like that, you not only hear a lot of negativity and bitter stuff, but you hear, I was listening for particular things like positive stuff. Seeing the way guards was treating people and mistreating them, I heard this, this, a certain name just kept coming up. HRC, contact HRC, Human Rights Coalition, by them treating you inhumane. And I would sit back and watch and see their response. And HRC would come up, visit people, call deputies, call different officials, try to um, get the situation corrected. That's how I got to you know with HRC. So when this particular, before the situation happened, I kept hearing about it. I reached down and started writing them. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just, not because not something was wrong with me particularly because I never really had too many problems, but because of the environment around me that the guards you know made bad that affected me. Them the things I was writing about the HRC, thanking them for being out there, but taking the time out to cons- be considerate about what's happening in there, mm-hmm. you know, and responding to do what they can to help try to correct it in. Not only with the inmates, but with the guards, with all of us, you know. And that's how I got, you know, with HRC. Just been listening. Everybody was talking about, yeah, HRC, bread group, this and that, that, that. And th- th- when you hear this type of things, you latch on to it. When the time comes, you know, or when you see things go wrong, you look for some type of way to correct the situation. And because we was in there in darkness, when the handle, HRC was like a form of light. You know, so that's where we, I, you know, that's why I got attracted to it. And I reached out to him and I got familiarized with him. And it wasn't to my dismay. <laughs> and so um, now I want to talk a little bit about the about the criminal charges. And um, can you talk a little bit about like what HRC did? Um, yes. As soon as this incident happened, before it even happened, HRC been trying to call Harrisburg Central Office, different people, Pennsylvania Department of Correction, officials, deputies, captains, to no dismay. So after that, what they did was after the incident happened. They put together a lawsuit, a criminal one, and I believe it was a civil or maybe it one or the other. Put it in about all the guards, deputies that allowed this, the situation that could have been corrected, blah, blah. Put it in and submitted it to the state trooper Burks. The particular state trooper Burks, you know I mean, that got this stuff, I don't know if they, who was involved. He got the, the, the complaint. Okay, we're investigating Instead of he said he investigated, take a little time for protocol to investigate the matter. Doing the investigation, nobody came to speak to none of us about the incident or nothing. And they supposed to come speak to you know state trooper to investigate the matter. Nobody investigates, come speak to none of us. But doing the investigation, which was supposed to have been thirty days or something around that, that's my. Before they finished the investigation and give us a response. They, what that state trooper did was send us other paperwork saying that we've been charged. And we like, hold up. We charged them. And y'all supposed to respond to at least reject us, accept the charges or whatever. 
But y'all got a time frame to do that. Y'all didn't do it. What y'all did, though, was gave us charges. So, in other words, you disregarded our complaint and charges and just, you know, ahead to the, to they charges and stuff. Like, you, in other words, it seemed like they, 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 they set us up, you know. Okay, they going to charge y'all up. Push this to the side. Now, charge them up real quick before this, 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 this matter we handled. They matter. Charge them up real quick. So, the same state police or the same... State Trooper Barracks, you know what I mean, that we went to was the same ones that brought us charges and stuff like that. And officially, they never even took us down. Handcuffers, fingerprints, none of that, that you know, the stuff you're supposed to do. They never did none of that. And and what were you guys charged with? Right. I don't know. That's how it goes. Like, you get beat down by the cops and you get charged aggressive assault, <laughs> you know, well, against to, them. To, like to cover the assaults, they got to do something to make it look... They got entangled into it, but they got to cover it up, and that's what they did. So, can you tell us a bit about um about how those charges have like played out, like about the trial and that sort of oh, thing? Oh man, these particular charges, like you know, they sent me a public defender. Two of them that I went through, they was like, um, take a guilty plea. Most of the state, they take guilty pleas. Ninety percent of everybody in this county. If you fight, you're gonna lose. You know you're going against the Department of Corrections. They got the best lawyers. There's no way you're going to win. You know, just take the... Well, my thing was, I didn't do no right. There was no right of like an individual cell. They wrong. They beat me down. And because they wrong, they coming up with a riot charge. There's no way I could come out my cell and assemble. I'm locked in a cell that's... You know, and if I come out the cell, I'm handcuffed and shackled. Mm-hmm. This, this whole is designed to prevent riots. I showed no riot's behavior. And I don't, and I didn't ride. If you was a good lawyer, you would be like, "Look, we gonna fight this. You're not wrong. Lose. Oh, we gonna fight this. You know what I mean? My thing was, you just selling me out. I could learn law and do it myself. You never win, by that. So I, I got rid of him. Got another lawyer. The same thing. Got rid of him. Then I just started doing it. Put a petition to rid of Hapis Corpus. This wasn't no ride to meet the elements of riot. You had to be out assembled together. It's no way I could assemble out locked my individual cell, blah, blah. I put all my petition around that. A certain particular judge granted that. It wasn't no ride, blah, blah, blah. And dropped the case. That's how I came home after doing all the time. I was locked up for riot. I mean, robbery at the particular time. I had an 8 to 20. And they let me out. I maxed out. So, this particular case, you know about the riot situation, they threw out. And then what they did was they, they appealed to the district attorney office, to the they, 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 they superior judges that they in complicit and collusive agreement. Which they, you know, so then when they did was they turned it around in the superior court. Before they, and they put a warrant out for me, got me locked up, moved my life in New Jersey. You know, I was on, I was doing good and stuff like that. Had a house, they took all that. When you get locked back up, they take all of that and you gotta start over and it take years to get back into another house. Stuff like that. And I still didn't recuperate. Going to school, got kicked out, you know, got a grant, and I still didn't recuperate because they locked me back up. My thing was when they locked me back up and I went to Luzerne County, you know, I had jurisdiction over this case. Y'all appealed it to the Superior Court, they turned it around, but I outthought them. I threw it to the Supreme Court. So y'all don't have jurisdiction over this case. You out of, you out of your line, you know, putting a warrant out. So they dropped it and let me back out. And that's why I'm out here now. But. It's just all the extra stuff you go through. They grind your life up and they make you pay. And it's been over four years, you know. 
I would like to like just you know what you're just talking about right now you know and what we're facing is um, the way and how they take away the, the the rights of the person whether really you know mattering what you've done before you know and this is like some issue that we come back um, again and again you know like the carceral PA also works with immigrants that sometimes are undocumented which means they are not citizens right so they don't have rights in this country but what happens here you know is, is, is how a person that you you're a citizen and how through this you know procedures they're actually what they're doing they're taking away your rights and and which is what you're talking about it right like the dehumanization of the person which is something that sometimes you know we don't really pay attention but what is happening is it doesn't really matter you know and sometimes it can be you know like as you were mentioning you know the color of your skin you know like where you were probably in the ground side you know and then you end up being treated in a way that your rights that you want time and humane is a perfect word inhumane yeah and i never knew what that meant what do that mean? I looked it up. Inhumane, you get you know you getting treat like here's an example. I used to hear the guards coming, I sit back and I listen to them. I just love to listen to you know. They talk about the animals. They treat the animals with the utmost respect. I wanna get the dog's head, I mean nails done. Oh, I didn't feed the dog this morning. You know, they make sure the dogs get water. Oh, it's too cold for them out there. Put them in the houses, stuff like that. Get them done. Groom, I mean stuff like that, but yet you put us in a cell. That's that defecation, ejaculation on walls, disgusting cell. Won't give us clean and stuff to clean itself. That's the only issues I used to have. Nothing. I mean, just little things like that. See, oh, can I clean this cell up? Look at this. I can't even touch nothing. You know, you feed us out the nasty trays, put us in. Could you know? And then they, and when you ask them, and speak up about inhumane stuff, it make them feel a type of way. Deal with it. Get the hell out of here. You know me. What? What do you mean? Deal with it. You 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 gotta help me deal with. it. I'm locked in a cell. How I'ma deal with it? If you don't go get me the cleaning supplies, how I'ma deal with it? What? Mm-hmm. And they just ignore you and walk away from you. Like get the hell. You only had a dashy say nothing to me. Period. That's the attitude they have. And by them having them attitudes, it pass on other good guards. They had the same type of attitude. They don't care attitude. Don't give a f about you attitude. You nothing to us. You scum to us. You don't mean nothing to us. That's the attitude they have towards you. You try to talk to him. Well, good morning, CEO. Such that. What? <sighs> so, of course, they make you cold. Like, I was just telling her out there. Just like it's cold out there in the environment. It's cold on the streets. You ask to get a person to witness something. They see a crime on the streets. They, they cold. It's a cold environment out there. Mm-hmm. And it's cold because it makes you... You cold out there. It makes you... That same coldness is what people psychologically have towards authority and other people. Because the way that people discriminate against you. So it make you cool. I don't care. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that. Why should I say it? Why should I speak up? When I do speak up, they're going to chop my head off and let it roll. But they're going to chop it off anyway, and they're doing it anyway. So why not speak up and have integrity? You know what I mean? But at least you stood up for something. Didn't just go for anything. They was wrong. Yeah. But a lot of people ain't got the strength to stand up. It's, it takes particular people to have the strength to stand up. Because what you're standing up against, they stronger than you. You're the weakness without their any authority. They the strength, we the weakness. The strong who the weak, but the wise who the strong. It takes certain wise people to stand up. And for, you know, and, and only when you do that, it, for God to help you. And I mean that just in word, because he's the only one that's going to help you, because he's going to destroy your life, 
and everything you stand up with. You know what I mean? Like she was saying, they destroy you psychologically. It's a whole psych. It's all psychologically. But a lot of us can't handle that, so we react physically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be us on this side with the weak or the strong, you know, and that's just how it is. So. I like I like those connections you're making about about dehumanization on the right. street, both on the street and inside. Because I think it's super important that part of what we're fighting for also is um, dignity. You know, it's not just it's not just like these technical economic things. It's not just about it's not just about like you know the laws or whatever. But you know. Um, being tri- treated with dignity is so huge and it, and it changes your life and it changes how you treat other people. Yes. And you don't even, you know, like if, if, you're, if you're treated, if you're treated like an abused dog all your life, you're not going to understand how to treat people. That's as, a, that's as a, a perfect human, point you know? because even me dealing with relationships, I've been down over 20 years and incarcerating and 17 and a whole around the worst guards because but the thing is this. People see me now like, you the same person, but you better. You, If I was you, I would hate them. And at first I did. I hated them like I hated my dad for beating me down, starting my Instagram because he was a dirty figure. But I realized that the hate was killing me more. It was hurting me more. They didn't care. They were going home every day. Come back the next day and do the same thing. I was killing myself. And them hoes, it was psychologically killing me in my psyche. It was killing me. So I was hurt, I was hurting myself more than I hurt them. Feet. But I, I learned that it's so easy to become what you hate. I hate. The same people that hate you, I want to hate them back. I want to kill them like they want to kill me. That's not the answer. I had to find that out the hard way. So I learned that you could become what you hate or you could, you know, be the better person. And, you know, to continue to grow and develop each day. So my thing is each day to try to be better and do better. I'm, I'm not perfect. But, all, like you said, but uh, they could take everything in there from me, but they couldn't take my character. You could burn me for all my trades, but I'll just sit here and die, but I'll die with dignity. If there's a higher power, he'll, he'll see that I eat, and he did. I mean, it might be one meal a week, certain guards. It'd be that one particular guard or captain that come in. You you hate them all. But the one coming in now, what you're doing is wrong. Get a man a mattress. After about two, three weeks, they see that he not going to break. He going to die in it. Do something. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But the thing is that, you know, it's easy for you to fall into that, you know, that hate that, you know, that you see they do, they doing so much. And the sad part is, like, me just speaking of Caucasian, they appear to be so good and nice. Not only just Caucasian, anybody in uniform. You gravitate towards a uniform. Oh, they, they look so good in their uniform. So clean the way they they put, but then once you see their true colors, whoa, what the hell? Who is this? So that's why I don't gravitate towards no religion, no no pastor, no authority, because I know that people have two sides. I have two sides. I'm not perfect, but I understand it. You know what I mean? So I understand that, and that helps me to be able to handle and deal with people. So I'm not gonna fall to your level. Look, I just excuse myself from you. You're not gonna talk to me like that. You could talk to me how you want, but I don't have to accept it. So I just get away from you. You know. But you could treat me the way you want to treat. I don't have to accept the tray. I, I'd rather just die with my dignity than to accept the tray with defecation on it. Come on. Yeah. Or wait till I get blessed to get somebody to come bring me a tray. It might be a week from now. Or, but I just go on a fast. Or just live off water. If they cut the water up, then I'm going to just die. I'm going to die. But at least I'm going to die with dignity. But sometimes it's hard. And that's what I strike. You know, it's hard. It's hard to fight this every day. You know, deal with stuff. It's hard to dip, handle stuff properly. You know what I mean? 
It's hard. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, about the the criminal trial. Um, when is your trial? Well, actually, speaking of trial, and what he was saying about the Constitution, when we go to oh, went to the trial. Oh, oh, speaking of the trial, they disregarding everything. DAs, district attorney, public defense, they all working together. But as the years went by, they all separated. Now they start, the little respect is starting to come. Now, like my standby lawyers are starting to do certain things and, like, give me good advice and do stuff. Judges, you be crying out to judges. Your Honor, why you allowing it? Everything the DA say, you going with them. You know what they doing is wrong. We got a constitutional right. Pennsylvania article say this. Pennsylvania article, we using law books, laws. This is they disregarding all that. We're trying to railroad us. Railroaders and railroaders and railroaders. That's it's bad, and that's what's going on right now. So that's why we need somebody that's willing to go, you know, against them. Somebody with the expertise, somebody in position, like a lawyer. One lawyer. All you need is one good lawyer. Stand up and destroy this case because it's a, it's a, it's a, the case is, is so bogus and and vectorous. It shouldn't even came this far. They should been through it out. Who do you have representing you now? Pro, uh, ourselves. Or yourselves. Pro say with standby lawyers. Uh-huh. We okay. need one particular lawyer to stand up and, and help us out. Uh-huh. Um, I've been writing them for years. HRC been writing them. They so to no avail. Nobody want to go against the oppressiveness. You you got um you got a you got your trial your actual trial coming up on May May fifth right that's uh-huh. the trial that's coming up and even then it, they was killing out so much evidence you can't use this you can't well we got a right to use this we got a right to explain the men's right of the situation how can you talk to a jury and just tell them we did something and we don't have the right to explain why we did it the judge can't say nothing no we're not giving you that right we. We disregard that. Well, then I object it for, for future appellate reasons. You see my point? They trying to just, just paint a picture and not let us explain why. This happened because y'all killed somebody. That's why we react the way we did because of the oppressive environment. Ooh, nah, you can't tell them about why, you know, the environment. You can't tell them what the guards did and why they did it that led up to making y'all do what y'all did. You can't tell them that. We're going to cut all that out. But we got a right to tell them that, Yana. No, you don't. You know what I mean? And that's what she was shooting it down on them angles. In other words, they don't want it. They're going to say what they saying. This is what happened, blah, blah. Make it say what they want. And we can't argue that. We can't explain to the jury why. See, these are the defenses you got to bring up before trial, pre-trial, omnibus motions. I had a 57-page omnibus motion. They shot down every page. Before we even went in and discussed the omnibus motion, the judge was like, um, oh, we going to trial. Hold up, your honor. That's bias right there. You didn't give us a point with the 57 pages. It only be two pages. You're not even going to all these 16 motions, pre-trial motions, which is geared to eliminate trial. That's why they got pre-trial motions. She disregarded all that. I said, why don't you recuse yourself? I'm asking you to recuse yourself from this particular case. You saw bias from the door when you said that we're going to trial. What my motion in your hand? Before we even go to trial, I mean, the pre-trial motions. No, I'm not recusing myself. I said, I reject for In other words, like even my standby lawyer said, that's good. It's nothing you can say in there, but all my, we's coming on law. Legally, they were disregarding all that. So all I did was object for future appellate reasons. Because if you don't object then, you won't be able to do it later on, and you won't be able to appeal. So that's all I was doing, just speaking my particular say. So they were they, they trying to railroad us, and we need help. And that's where support coming. And that's where you need people to understand that it's not. I'm a strict opponent against tyranny. People that abuse their authority in the wrong way, that oppress people. 
that agitate them, irritate them. Our life is in their hands, authority figures. Whether they cops and you try to treat them with common courtesy, but they treat you back and, and, you know, with a form of a cocky, you know, cock-strong cock attitude. Don't ever ask us a question. What did I do? What did I do? I mean, what did I do? If I did something wrong, tell me what I did. I try to correct it. What? You don't need, they don't even want you to have the right to even say that to them. And they come to you, it's like this and it's like that. Yeah. And, you know, even in court, was the same way. Are, are mobilizing people to come out to the trial We're and make trying to because nobody been coming out other than particular field particular people mm-hmm. and and so if people look up online at um hrcoalition.org they can um contact hrc and get more information right. about and coming out to the trial in reference to the dallas six in missouri county on may 5th okay and how, how else can people find information about your case and how to support you well um, all they got to do is like punch up any of our names, like on Google, uh-huh. Derek Stangley. The whole case will come up. Uh-huh. Derek Stangley on Google. All the case about the Dallas Six and the guards and lawsuits we got in on the, the president judges, the traditional stuff we got on the president judges for allowing and stuff to go on. The people with, mm-hmm. see, the thing is, all the superiors, the people that, that they see what's going on, and we go to them. You see this. Why you turn a blind eye? Help. We you in position to help. But they so deep into their complicit inclusive agreement, secret Illuminati, they're not gonna go against each other. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, I don't think like that. I think that I'ma keep fighting. It's been four years now. I know I ain't right. I know I do nothing wrong. Y'all know that. Y'all know if you lose, this civil suit we got on freeze right now is gonna hurt you. They know that. But they ain't trying to. And every every case like this around solitary confinement that wins right. is going to be like a dent in the whole solitary confinement system and all right. that stuff, you know. So, so you know, if you guys win, that'll be like one step for everybody who's getting locked down. If we win this case, it's going to be a problem because it's going to teach other people to to, to stand up for what they believe in, mm-hmm. right or wrong. But at least they'll have the integrity. If I let this, 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 these lawyers sell me out and I lose, I feel like a nut because I didn't stand up for what I believed in. Mm-hmm. I want to have my integrity. But at least if I stand up for what I believe in and fight, I don't plan on losing. I still got my integrity no matter what happened for what yeah. I believe in. You know what I mean? That's all you got. Um, also, there's a, there's a website. Uh, it's just the Dallas 6, 6 spelled as a number, .org. So the Dallas6.org, I'll, I'll put it up on our um, Decarcerate page, Facebook page for people to link to. I also would like to give uh, people some information on where they can find more information if they need to contact the Human Rights Coalition. Um, their email is info at hrccoalition.org. Again, info at hrccoalition.org. And their phone number is 267 267- Two nine three nine one six nine again two six seven two nine three nine one six nine and you can find their website also hrc i'm sorry hrcoalition.org um so if people need to contact them also i think there is important to have those resources out there for people that need um you know they need support yeah, in, in the same people, way it's a lot of people familiar with the case brett group um amanda all of them Mm-hmm. They all familiar with the case of Dallas, this particular case. 
they've been trying to rally support for us, you know. And I just like I just like that group, HRC, because and along with y'all, because y'all see what they doing is wrong. Like a lot of people on the street see that the wrong that's going on on the streets, but they survive. A lot of people ain't got the strength in them to fight. I'm emotionally drained. Four years fighting these people trying to real world us at each hearing, disregarding anything you saying, whether it's legal, law, they don't care about none of that. You know what I mean? They disregard anything you're saying. And it, it's mostly drained me, but it's been four years, but I'm still fighting. Because I don't give up. It's something in me. I'm, I'm just not giving up. So on May 5th, people should come out and pack the courtroom, right? Yes. So, um, you know, do you know if there's transportation range from Philly or, or Pittsburgh or whatnot? HRC is uh, is coordinating rides uh-huh. for people to come out from Philly. I'm not sure about from Pittsburgh as well. But I guess uh, we can put that information uh, same and uh, decarceratepa.info. Yes. And um, I just want to have a, um, you know, really quickly, because we have some events that are coming up um, before we run out of time. Um, so, um, well, Ashley will talk a little bit about the people's hearing this coming, but I just want to mention before that, um, this coming Tuesday, February, uh, this coming Tuesday and four to six, there is going to be uh, a meeting um, from the Philadelphia Family Uni- Unity Network. Um, there is a citywide community-led coalition of grassroots community groups, advocates, and lawyers. Um, they are basically working uh, to stop... Uh, the, to stop the uh, city of Philadelphia to stop honoring hi, um, ICE holds. So this means, you know, the ICE, which is the Immigration Custom Enforcement, they can stop anybody in the street um, just, you know, to stop anybody because a traffic ticket or something, and they can uh, stop them and communicate with ICE, which means that they can detain this person for unlimited time and which has been leading to deportations of people that's been living in this country for a very, very long time. Again, you know, the, the immigration status after you have your life here, you know, your community, you know, um, you are contributing to the community. This is leading to the separation of families, of kids. They're being born here, you know, their their parents are being sent back to countries that they're not the places they knew before, you know. You've been here for 10, 15 years, you know. You really have your life here. You have your community here. So for those ones that want to find more information, I will, I, I will really... Um, you know, recommend people to join this orientation meeting that is happening. Uh, it's going to be happening in Peak, um, and the number is 2100 Arc Street and room 301. And if people need more information, they can find more information in uh, New Century Movement. This is also leading into the conversation of this, um, um, you know, um, that's going to be happening. And the, to, to stop, uh, to ask the Philadelphia to stop honoring ice holes. So for those ones, again, February 11, 4 to 6. And Ashley, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the people's hearing that's coming on February 12, which is a Wednesday. Okay, it was uh, supposed to be this past Wednesday, but it got rescheduled because of the weather. And so this Wednesday, the 12th, uh, we have buses leaving from Philly to go to Harrisburg for the people's hearing. Um, We basically want to talk about... uh, the Department of Corrections uh, trying to justify the $400 million prisons that they're building right now and um, how they lied about that justification. And then we also want to talk about um, how mass incarceration impacts all Philadelphians uh, and how these resources that are going to prisons are being taken away from our communities. 
So if people want to find information, they can find information in the carcerapa.info slash people's hearing or call to number 267-217-DEPA. Um, again, 267-217-DEPA. And um, you can, I guess that you can still register for the bus. So if you need to, to get there, if you need a ride, um, you should just go to your website, thecarcerapa.info. Any last words before we wrap up? Yes, I know there's a, a, a particular strict opponent like of tyrancy, like 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 us. And I just wanna, you know, ask that if there's one particular trial lawyer out there that's willing to go up against the tyrancy of authority that you know stand up for what's right, we know the consequences, like a jock what's his name, Cockman or something like that, that's willing we need that one particular person. I know it's one out there, mm-hmm. and I know he, I, I'm, I'm just we just need that for May fifth. I mean, like I don't have no problem fight for myself, but mm-hmm. I would I would appreciate it if you know if, if a person like you know come up, you know, because it's not like having a, that expertise, you know, come up and represent us in this particular matter, and that's what HRC was. They say they're working on, you know, getting up one particular lawyer or just. Maybe more than one lawyer to come up, you know, and to destroy this case, this bogus and vectorous case, mm-hmm. which they should have been dropped. But they making it so hard because of we, just average people, that no law, you know what I mean, you know, fighting, you know, for ourselves. We need somebody that, you know, like a lawyer. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That that you know to stand up to the plate and really help us out, you know, in this particular matter, you know, because it's gonna be hard. We know it's gonna be hard because, like, we in this particular county, but they people that they gonna bring around in the jury in the trial, you know, being like she said, discriminated in this county. This particular county is not our peers. These are not the people that's gonna be able to relate and understand us. They gonna try to, you know, pick up their jury. They gonna put the all. That. This is the people that, you know in their environment and community, which is a corrupt county, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, they gonna try to. It's it's gonna it's not gonna be it's like it's hard to explain. You can't just pick your own peers or people that will understand, like for Philly and stuff like that. These are particular people from Luzerne County, a corrupt county. Most of them ex CEOs, mm-hmm. guards, this and that, and that is. You ain't gonna have a choice to pick out of the jury, and you know all of them is gonna pay a part, and you know the jury understanding, sympathizing, listening, being compassionate, and you know listening to you. So like. That's what you need, you know, like, it's just, you need a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, but if we don't have one, then I'm going to still fight. For God so help me. But you need a lawyer. Mm-hmm. A good lawyer. Not just any lawyer. That adjective make all the difference. You need a good lawyer. To, to, you know, a trial lawyer that's, that have no problem going in there, you know, to, to, to straighten this matter out. And that is what, you no, know, that's my main objective right there. Mm-hmm. Finding one good lawyer before this particular date. Look into the matter, you know, speak to them and, you know, help us out, you know. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to put more information again, the info. And remember, you're listening WPEB 88.1 FM, and this was the Carcerate PA radio. 
and um, we'll put the show also online uh, for people that want to listen and want to find more information we'll put links there that will lead to you get more information about the Dallas 6 case um, and we'll be posting also on the Facebook and Twitter also for people to find more information so thanks folks for coming no, thank you thank you for giving the opportunity let me speak to the um, air and I'd just like to thank everybody out there just for listening to us, and you know. And I was just thinking, like, you know, I hear the same thing every day. What what could we do? What how can we change this so bad? But it starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you could be physically incarcerated, you know, into a state of not caring and being able to do anything. Just you know, and that's just bad being. I mean, you know, I mean, you can see psychologically incarcerated. So that's just bad being physically incarcerated. Yeah. They had an attitude. I don't care. What can I do? Anything. You know what I mean? It's it's always something to be done. You know what I mean? So all you got to do is take the first step and do, and do it. You know? We're going to wrap up with a public service announcement. This is a public service announcement. With guitar.